What should Christians do with the Saturday that falls between Good Friday and Easter Sunday? Well, welcome to Wisdom 828, where we're dedicated to stamping out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. Hi, I'm Bob Buchanan. Now, I've often wondered what the disciples of Jesus did on Saturday. You know, they saw the terrible events of Friday afternoon. They had no expectations beyond Friday that it, even though Jesus told them that he would rise from the dead three days later, um, they didn't believe it. And we don't know exactly what they did on that particular day. And so what, what happened on that Saturday? Well, we know they, they scattered at Jesus' arrest on Friday and, and were terribly dispirited, according to Luke. Only John was at the execution, but the New Testament accounts are largely silent on the Saturday activities of the disciples. Now, perhaps some went to their own homes. Perhaps some of them were together, as we know, as we see them together. Uh, surely the disciples would observe the Sabbath because Matthew and Mark mention events that happened after the Sabbath, and Luke says on the first day of the week. And so none of the gospel writers record that any of the disciples were waiting at Jesus' tomb for his resurrection. Instead, uh, they agreed that on Saturday, some of Jesus' more courageous women went to the tomb to finish the burial ritual of anointing Jesus' body with perfumes and ointments. So of course, that was on the Sunday morning. And then when they arrived, they found the tomb empty. Well, Mary Magdalene had a brief conversation with the risen Jesus that led her to report that she had seen Jesus, spoken to him, and was to go and tell that story to the disciples. Now, at the time, the disciples were gathered together behind locked doors for fear of the Jews. John says that in chapter 20. And after her report, John and Peter ran to the tomb and they found it empty. Um, but belief started stirring in their hearts at that point. But that night, the risen Christ appeared to the disciples. So my question still remains, what about Saturday? Now, let's fast forward to our time. Many churches offer services on Monday, Thursday, commemorating the Lord's institution of the Lord's Supper uh, on Good Friday, remembering the atonement sacrifice of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Easter Sunday, of course, or Resurrection Sunday, as our church refers to it, is the high point of the Holy Week. Indeed, the high point of the Christian calendar uh, that serves as, as the ground for the next 51 Sundays. So what do we think about Saturday? What, what can Christians do on Saturday that's different than every other Saturday in the calendar year, uh, which is mostly taken up with grocery shopping and multiple trips to the Home Depot for those DIY projects? Well, the Saturday between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday this year was the first time I really thought about the day as more than just a day for DIY projects but I really didn't know where to begin. I decided to start my morning by not watching the morning news, as is my habit. I mean, after all, we got a plan for the weather, and that's helpful. So I decided I would read, and I had been reading a collection of letters from John Newton. Newton was the, uh, as a young man, became a slave trade ship captain, who later gave his life to Christ and became a well-known pastor in Olney and London, England, but he's mostly known for that popular hymn, Amazing Grace. 
Few know that he was a prolific letter writer to a number of people across the nation of England. His letters have been said to make Christian living practical to every recipient. Now this collection of letters that I had been reading, they were written to John Foster Barham of Bedford, England, who was a very dear friend of Newton's. Barham was a descendant of a notable English family. Uh, John Barham was the grandson of John Foster, a military hero, who was part of the campaign to capture Jamaica as a new colony for England under the joint commands of William Penn and, and Robert Venables in 1655. Barham became a member of the Moravian Church and had the extension of the Redeemer's Kingdom much at heart and was liberal in the support of every institution for the welfare of mankind," wrote Newton. So in a letter to Barham that was written May 19, 1775, Newton addressed what seems to be a question from his friend about the tension between true riches and the slow progress of the faith. If Barham was asking such a question or if it arose in a previous conversation between the two men is hard to say, but on that day, Newton's remarks were like a cordial to my own soul on a Saturday in between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. Now it was a lengthy paragraph, but I want you to hear the whole thing. Here's what he wrote. I know what I ought to desire and what I do desire. I point him, Jesus, out to others as the all in all. I esteem him as such in my own judgment, but alas, my experience abounds with complaints. He is my son, but clouds and sometimes walls keep him from my view. He is my strength, yet I'm prone to lean on reeds. He is my friend, but on my part there is such coldness and ingratitude as no other friend could bear. But still, he is gracious and shames me with his repeated, multiplied goodness. Oh, for a warmer heart, a more simple dependence, a more active zeal, a more sensible deliverance from the effects of this body of sin and death. He helps me in my endeavors to keep the vineyards of others. But alas, my own does not seem to flourish as some do around me. However, though I cannot say I labor more abundantly than they all, I have reason to say with thankfulness, by the grace of God, I am what I am. My poor story would soon be much worse did he not support, restrain, and watch over me every minute. After reading that, I thought better of Saturday, that in-between day. In the quiet of the morning, before anyone else got up, I took stock of the condition of my faith and the longing of my heart for Christ. And I concluded that that's a good way to spend a part of the Saturday in the in-between times of Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for joining me. And thanks for Steve Dion, who's helping to make Wisdom 828 uh, tackle those, the problem of spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. You be of good cheer.